Welcome to All About the Benefits. This show is dedicated to helping you better understand the world of benefits so that you can better serve those that serve you. And now, here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right. So welcome back to All About the Benefits. I am here with Corey Bayer. Hopefully I did not butcher your name. Um, Corey's business is actually really special to me and you're going to learn why and how here in just a few minutes. But um, Corey, welcome. Thank you for your time. Go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do, what your businesses are. Absolutely. Thank you, Lori. Uh, Good afternoon, by the way. Hey guys, my name is Corey Bear. I am the owner and founder of Executive VA LLC. Um, we're a virtual assistant staffing center um, that specializes in placing high-end talent with, with business entrepreneurs, owners, different companies um, to help fulfill their needs. Uh, I also own and operate a uh, intimate boutique um, where we specialize in uh, intimate health and uh, pleasure-based information, where we help uh, a lot of our clients and customers um, live a better life through uh, repairing intimacy needs. Uh, I do relationship coaching as well to help uh, uh, couples better their intimate life and has successfully helped save a lot of marriages as well. Um, And then me and my wife, we founded a nonprofit organization, the Red Roof Project. Um, We help um, communities around the globe, uh, mostly started in the Philippines, um, because that's where my wife is from. Uh, We help them during natural disasters with um, getting new housing materials, food, clothing, anything that we can do to help provide, uh, we help them that way. That is awesome. So I definitely, when we're done, if you will send me a message with the name of your nonprofit and the website or whatever people need to, to donate to that, and I can drop it in the comments because that's that's fantastic. Absolutely. I can definitely do that for you. So you may want to talk a little bit louder. I want to make sure that everybody can hear you because I'm super excited about what you have to say. And unlike me, you're a little soft-spoken. I'm loud and they're like, take the microphone further away. Um but th- that's the advice I've gotten from my, my everybody that's helped me. Um, okay. Naturally, I'll be a little bit louder. Need the mic. <laughs> but so, you know, you've got a lot of great businesses. All of your, you know, all of your businesses help people. Um, but I want to focus today on executive VA because obviously um, I don't, we haven't really seen each other in person too much, but I don't know if you noticed, but my, my circles are getting better under my eyes because I'm able to get some rest because um, Sarah, who is my VA that I got through executive VA has just literally taken so much off my plate and just changed the way that I do business. Um, and before I kind of get into you ex- describing that, I think there might be some listeners that kind of experience the same thoughts that I had. So I want to put, put that at rest and into ease. But, you know, when, even before we originally talked, I was, and when we talked, I was nervous because I wanted to, you know, I was in the mindset of keep our money in the U.S. and hire local and whatever, whatever. But then I had spent literally by the time I reached out to you, I think it had been 13 months of trying to fill this position, 13 months. And I was offering like $4 an hour more than I had pre-COVID. And I could not get anybody. I couldn't even get people to show for an interview. Um, So when I reached out to you, I was nervous about that because I, you know, have that in our head. Um, but it has been absolutely life-changing. If I could, 
I'm not going to say that I haven't asked her because I may have, um, but move Sarah over here and get her licensed. Oh my gosh, she would be the best employee benefits agent that the world has ever seen because she's so self-motivated. Um, but so tell us a little bit about what, what inspired you to, you know, you and Bethany to start this business and, um, you know, the VA side of things. So it, we started it a little over a year ago, um, January of 21, we had just finished paying off, uh, bear holdings. So my, my boutique store, we had that all paid off. And then um, we joined the Apex community, the Break Free Academy. And I started going to the entrepreneur meetups, the live meetups. And every time I was there or joining the chat thread, people are like, hey, who do y'all have to do this? Who do you use to do that? Who's someone that can do this? Well, a whole bunch of things just kept popping up. And I was like, I, I know tons of people in the Philippines that could do it. My wife, she's from the Philippines. So she knows tons of people who have worked for 10, 20 years in call centers who have all the skills. And we kind of created the company. Um, we want to do something that reached back to help her fellow countrymen because unfortunately, a lot of call centers don't pay people what they're worth. So with my wife having the firsthand experience, we, we started our company with the mission that um, we want to be able to provide higher than average paying wages to people in the Philippines and then connect them with successful entrepreneurs so that they can use their degrees or whatever experience that they have and really help grow the company to uh, help them with each other. So it became a really cool uh, concept that um, we're able to work together and just basically connect people and help change both of their lives. You're a perfect example. Your life is significantly better um, now that you're not with, or now that Sarah's on your team and because you're paying her a little bit better than what she can make on average in the Philippines, it's allowing her to be at a uh, better place in her life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, what is, I want to get to that because that is something I definitely want to focus on because that has been just eye-opening to me because I had no idea. But what is the the average wage for people in the Philippines that, you know, that not like what we're paying that is so appreciated, but like just average there? So there's some variabilities um, depending okay. on certain cities have different minimum wages, but you could be talking about a daily wage of maybe ten dollars so you could a have day. a construction a day so you can have a guy over here working a labor construction job and he might make ten dollars now your call centers and stuff like that it, it could be a little bit more and it does have some variabilities if you're in like a big city but in my my wife's region where she's from um there are call center people who will travel an hour, two hours to go and make 15,000 to 20,000 pesos a month, which is really about three to $400 a month. And then the vast majority of all their money is then spent on traveling because they can't just take a bus. Most people don't have cars. They don't have cars. They probably don't have scooters or anything like that. So three quarters of their paycheck is now gone to travel. Then they're eating out. So 
it's very common to see people who slave their way through these call centers really only surviving on about a hundred dollars a month that they're able to actually bring back home. Um, when there's another one in my wife's hometown, her, uh, cousin, she was only getting paid like $200 a month for 40 hour work weeks and they can't survive. My, my wife was working for the government there and she made $200 a month, 10,000. I think she made less than that. And it creates a cycle of constant poverty where they're having to borrow from someone, pay someone back, get a payroll advances, and then have to pay a 10% premium surcharge to repay it back. Like it, it creates a unfortunate event of just, for lack of a better words, hopelessness. Like all they can do is push and grind. They can't quit and go anywhere else because most places pay exactly the same. Um, and we've started to find that, you know, I, we try to advocate for a full-time placement is a thousand dollars a month, which breaks down. It averages out to about five seventy-seven an hour for a 40 hour work week. Um, little more, a little less, depending on if there's five months, or five weeks in a month or four, but that, that's what it kind of breaks down to. And since we started offering that wage as starting, we're getting people who've been in a call center for 15, 20 years, giving up their career to come be a virtual assistant because they're immediately able to either make more money or if they're not making more money, they're saving money because they're not having to travel. Mm -hmm. They're not having government taxes taken out. It's paid directly to them. So it really helps them a whole lot better. I've had several VAs now that, including Sarah that works for you, that they're able to now start gaining a sense of financial independence, financial freedom. They're able to step up. And what's amazing about Filipinos is I mean, the vast majority of them are hardworking. So you give them a leg up and help them out. They're going to take care of their needs first. And then they're going to turn around and invest that into opening more jobs while they continue doing that with you or their work for their clients or for you. Um, and so we really start creating a culture and a client or an, like an economic ecosphere to take care of the virtual assistants. We have found also, because um, there's numerous of places everywhere that will say you can get a good VA for two to three dollars now. And that is very much possible. You could luck out and you could find a diamond in the rough. However, that being said, if you don't financially incentivize them and get them up to paying them more, eventually just like you just like me we're gonna find another employer where we either do the same amount of work or less and possibly make double what our current salary is mm -hmm. so we found that when we start getting them to at least starting at a thousand dollars a month the attrition rate that uh, a lot of people have experienced negative with virtual assistants when they place them themselves um, has greatly reduced. Most of our VAs, once they get that $1,000 a month 
right around there, they are beyond grateful. It, it tends to be almost life-changing. And it, it's not for everyone, but- No, but Sarah, really- Sarah thanks me every payday. Every Thursday when I pay her, she thanks me. I've never had anybody that thanks me every payday. It, and that, like, that makes me want to do more for her because she is so grateful and she doesn't know it. And I need to do it before this episode airs and she hears it, but you know, she's going to be getting a bonus this week. And, and the thing is, is, you know, you talked about the, you know, work culture and how, you know, driven I pay her for eight hours a day. I pay her for 40 hours a week you know, again, on average between, you know, depending on how many, but either way, I mean, I pay her weekly. So she messages me every morning when she starts work and then I get updates. I actually had to ask her very nicely to not give me so many updates because it was like, my phone was nonstop Sarah updates, um, you know, but which is a fantastic. And, um, you know, she starts work. She messages me when she starts and she messaged me whenever she finishes. and she's working there some days, 12 hour days. And I keep telling her, I'm like, you do not need to do that. You I'm, I'm telling you right now, you don't have to do that. And she's like, I, you know, she wants results. She's results driven, which is fantastic. And she has taken things off my plate that I honest to God thought were always going to be on my plate forever that, you know, cause sometimes we get a little full of ourselves and like, nobody can do it. Like I do. Well, Sarah can. Um, and she's taken things off my plate. Like this morning, I realized that she knew how to do something I hadn't taught her how to do. And it's, a custom app that my husband Dean made. It's not, you know, anything that she could like Google how to use. She just played with the the app and figured it out. And she's like, okay, I already essentially, she marks all the applicants that didn't show up for the interviews, no show. And they automatically get a text. I never told her that that was a possibility. Hell until yesterday, I didn't know it was a possibility. What I really didn't know is she's been doing it for a couple of days or like a week. And Dean thought I was doing it. I don't know how she figured that out, but she is driven and motivated to take things off my plate. And she, I mean, she wants to. And one thing she told me that made me laugh, excuse me, is that she said that she imagines when she's working that there's a camera that I'm watching her all day, which I am absolutely not. Um, One, I have no idea how to do that. And I don't have time for that. So even if she offered that, I'd be like, no, thank you. I trust you. Um, But she visualizes that, which keeps her on task all day. And another thing that I want to make sure that people know, because I did not know this and it was a big concern for me is she's like 12 hours. There's like a 12 hour time difference. And apparently it is very customary of, you know, overseas in the Philippines to um, work. She called it the graveyard shift. So she works all night, Mm -hmm. you know, her time, which she was not a big deal at all for her like that. I mean, I was just assumed whenever, you know, we started and um, she is, it took you what was it from the time I reached out to the time that she started? Was it like four days? I think. Yeah, we, we lucked out finding her. Um, we don't always find every role as quickly as that, but I mean, we're, we're constantly having hundreds of applicants in the Philippines apply with us almost every single day, um, for different roles. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely lucked out, uh, and, found an amazing person for your team super quickly. We usually have great results within, like I said, a short period of time, three or four days. Sometimes it can take as long as two weeks, depending on it. Um, I've placed uh, architects with um, remodeling companies so that they now they can say that they can have, they have their in-house architect helping with the designs. Who, who does that? I'm, I'm not going to go to the average 
you know, self-employed construction guy that's, you know, you see driving a trailer around town, he's not going to have an architect who can do his designs. He's going to be great. They're going to have a lot of experience from doing it. But the fact is, is if, you know, company A or company B calls and company A is like, hey, we've been in business for 20 years. Um, we're really good at what we do. Let us come give you a quote. Awesome. No problem there. But if company B is, hey, we've been in business for 20 years, let us come by, we'll check it out. And then we'll have our in-house architect draw up what your design will look like and bring it all to like the AutoCAD systems, make it very like the presentation is beyond. I'm going to at least nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to choose the architect company, especially if it doesn't cost hardly any more money at all to have that done. Yeah. And that that's fantastic. And, um, my goal with this podcast is to get, you know, especially local in Michigan, cause that's the people that I typically work with, but mm-hmm. business owners on. So hopefully some of y'all are, you know, I have a lot of clients that are in the, um, the construction home improvement industry. So I really hope that people are listening to this and, you know, take advantage of that and hopefully reach out to you, preferably you, because, you know, I know you guys do a great job. Um, for a VA, but, you know, so I want to circle back to something that you mentioned as far as, you know, we, we talked a lot about it, but so we'll keep this brief, but the, you know, the change of lifestyle. So a couple weeks ago, a month ago, and I apologize, I never got Sarah's permission for you to share that, but I will. Um, but, you know, Sarah reached out to me and what I'm paying her, you know, like is pretty much what you said. And to me, for the amount of work she's doing, it weighed on my mind a lot. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm underpaying her, but they, she has a new baby and her husband is able to stay with the baby. So she's the provider for her home. And not only that, that, you know, they're not having to outsource childcare, but they just remodeled their entire house. Mm-hmm. And she is just beyond excited about, um, I've been hinting at her to tell me, I was telling, talking to Bethany about this when we were together, you know, last week, but, um, I've been hinting at her to tell me like what theme so I can send a gift. And all I know is the paint color now. So I'm like, all right, this isn't helpful at all. But I do know that she's a very positive, upbeat person. So I'm probably going to send her, you know, some fun little motivational signs for her office space. Um, but, you know, just the fact that not only are they able to live and, you know, have a, a livable wage, but they're able to remodel their whole house. And that just, that is just exciting to me. And she's so grateful. And, you know, she told me that right before you, you know, set, introduced us that she had literally um, been praying for an opportunity like this. And, you know, she did a testimonial at church a month or so ago about just the change and, you know, that she prayed for this and this opportunity came to her. And that just, for me, you know, I mean, you don't have to know me. You can look at my Facebook page for five seconds and realize I'm driven by helping people. I love gratitude and appreciation. If I will give you the shirt off my back, I will do whatever I can for you. But if you're not grateful or appreciative, you're dead to me, essentially working on that. But, um, you know, so her just being so grateful and seeing what she does makes me want to do more. Oh, no, I understand. But back to what you said, if people aren't grateful and helpful in your world, they're dead to you. Don't change that. Like, absolutely. Keep your core values. Keep those who people in your life that want to be in your life if they don't want to be they can be dead to you so i completely respect that 
And I, I'm so glad that, I mean, it, it's created such a, a positive change in her life. Um, multiple of uh, the virtual assistants we have placed have had their lives completely changed. Um, and they get way better income and pay than a lot of other places will pay them. Um, so I, I'm super grateful that we can be a part of an organization that's really helping other people um, grow economically, while at the same time, we're economically benefiting business owners by offering them cheaper alternatives, uh, a better alternative. If anything was proven to us during COVID was employers sent everyone home for the most part, you worked from home. And a lot of people started realizing, why do I need to pay someone $10-$15 an hour who's going to half-ass do this work, complain the whole time, or I can outsource it for half the cost. Or sometimes it can be a little bit more. I mean, you might be looking at, on the high side, maybe $10 an hour for a VA if you're paying them directly or using a managed service. But you're still saving money and getting way, way better results. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that, so I, I told you, and I know I, I message you all the time and tell you these things because it excites me, but, and I, I like you to know what's going on because I want, again, I'm, I like gratitude. So I like other people to know that I'm grateful. Um, but Sarah reached out to me yesterday and I had no idea that she was doing this. Um, in her, she calls it free time, which I really hope that she's sleeping at some point. Um, but she has joined, you know, what I use her for is she's my recruiter. She brings people in for interviews and I had no idea, but she had joined a bunch of licensed insurance agent, um, groups on Facebook and is prospecting and recruiting that way as well. Not just the, you know, the, the other resources that I've provided her with, she's getting out on her own and, you know, organically getting people in, you know, without even being asked, she, she asked for, or I gave her access, whatever to our Facebook page. She's been posting, you know, not just recruiting things on Facebook, but working on essentially, I've explained to her about building your machine and, you know, how to, how that works, you know, how the algorithm works. Mm -hmm. So she's been, you know, every single day she posts something positive or upbeat on our agency page. She's, she's doing so many things that are just, you know, not expected of her. When you and I first talked, I thought that I was, you know, reaching out to get somebody that worked maybe, you know, 15, 20 hours a week making phone calls. Um, mm -hmm. you know, Sarah is, there's no telling how much she's working. And I literally at least once a week, tell her to take some slow down. Um, you know, Memorial day, I reached out and honestly, I completely forgot that she is not in the same country and didn't know about Memorial day. So I reached out the day before and I said, I'm so sorry, but tomorrow's a holiday. You know, it, it take the day off. You know, you don't want to be reaching out to people on an American holiday. And so instead she learned how to make TikTok reels and things like that to use for recruiting and for the agency. And I'm like, dude, I told you to take the day off, play with your baby, get some sleep. Um, but she, you know, like I said, she's not only is she taking things off my plate that I didn't know was really a possibility for anyone ever to take off my plate. And that's a little bit arrogant me for me, you know, thinking that I was the only one that could do these things, but and then come Sarah. Nope. She's doing that in 20 times more and being an amazing mom. So, um, yeah, but you know, she is not only taking things off my plate, but 
adding things that I didn't even realize that we needed, you know, to, you know, building our, our, you know, social machine and things like that. So, um, you know, what, what, I know you said some construction industries, what, what other industries that people maybe don't think that they can use a VA? Cause like with me, most of what I do is state regulated. So I can't, like, I can't have Sarah reach out to talk to clients and things like that. God, I wish I could, cause she would be amazing at it. Um, but what other industries have you seen people get success with a virtual assistant that maybe they wouldn't think that they could? So I have, I've placed a lot of virtual assistants with different companies. I've placed them with coaches. So but like business coaches, stuff like that. They've been helping them from calendar management, Facebook management. We've placed for real estate leads. We have virtual assistants calling leads. Um, I've played, you mentioned you deal with a lot of construction workers and home remodelers. Uh, I've placed full-time bookkeepers who have their masters in accountancy with a construction company. And they went in and helped change the PO system, get everything organized. They, they completely fundamentally changed how uh, the construction company was tracking their invoices and payroll and everything like that because that's what they're experiencing. And they were able to get essentially a full-time accountant for $1,000 a month, which you can sometimes get bookkeepers for close to that 500 to 1,000, but they're working on numerous other clients, whereas for 1,000 bucks, you have someone dedicated just to you. Um, I placed a logistics personnel with a shipping company up in Chicago who's coordinating with other international companies to get quotes for trade line shippings for whether it be shipping containers, flights. And then once it gets from its start point to the U S then he's also organizing shipping lines for trucking companies to move those products from the ports to the end destination. Um, I've placed people with lawn care companies like, you wouldn't think that, you know, a small handyman service, lawn service needs it. But the reality is, is if you're a small business owner who owns a construction company or a handyman service company, odds are you're working 40 to 60 hours a week just taking care of your customers, taking care of your clients, going out to bids, taking care of your employees if you have them. So then to add on to that, the social media management, answering phones. Um, one of my buddies that I placed a VA with, he's always busy. He could not, he'd be in the middle of, you know, doing some landscaping services and people are calling him and it just goes to voicemail and he has to call him back. And unfortunately, people are in a, I need it now mindset. So if you don't answer, and I've done this, I'm going to go around, go to Google and call the very next person. First person who answered gets it. So we have him, his virtual assistant. She responds to his Facebook messages of anyone inquiring. And she also answers phones for him. So if they're looking for just basic service of what's going on, or can I get a booking? Can I get a quote? She answers the call and takes care of all that for him. Um, we've had people do inbound outbound service for car lots i mean most of the time people don't realize it when you're calling a car lot I mean, you might talk to a front desk receptionist or it's all routed to their own little in-house call center so 
we started doing virtual assistance for that. So now they're just, they're getting the calls. Mm-hmm. They're taking the information down and they're sending it to a salesperson. I mean, that that's all that happens. So pretty much it's safe to say as long as you have the training materials available, as long as something physically does not have to be touched or need a person in presence, a virtual assistant can just about do it all. Now, will it take a little bit of time to find the right ones? Absolutely. Especially if you're in a very niche field. But again, COVID let us all realize when the vast majority of large employers send everyone home to work from home, that if you can remark, if I can work from my house here in the US, then there's no reason why I can't work from my house if I go live in Mexico. Or we have several people in Apex who are now living in other countries. Um, because they can, and they're still dealing, working with U.S. clients. So as long as you have a good internet signal, there's no reason why uh, a virtual assistant should not be a, an asset you don't consider. Because the fact is, you can get, you nine times out of 10, if you hire someone for minimum wage, or I mean, you're even getting close to 10 bucks an hour, you're going to get subpar people, people who really don't care about the job they're in, they're just in it because either they need some sort of income or, and that's about it. Whereas for less than minimum wage to $10 an hour, you could either have one or two virtual assistants who are going to go above and beyond because you're providing them an opportunity that they can't get anywhere else. Um, the unfortunate reality or the reality is, is not most of the time when you call customer service, whether it be tech support for Apple or Google or you're calling most of your banks, if, if they're local credit unions, eh, it could vary. But I mean, I've called Capital One or American Express and they're routed to call centers in the Philippines already. Um, I was just talking to a client the other day or a potential client. He fell in love with the idea of a virtual assistant because he called Papa John's, a pizza company, and was met with the politest, most respectful person he's ever dealt with in his life. And it was just this young lady at some call center in the Philippines. And from there, he kind of went down a a rabbit hole of, well, if they can do it, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to negotiate with him on how he can have his own virtual assistant calling. Um, and doing that exact same kind of stuff. Uh, if Fortune 500 companies are outsourcing to the Philippines to handle our sensitive material, there's no reason why you can't outsource to the Philippines to handle less sensitive stuff, basic admin work, um, mm. payroll. You get tired of doing payroll every week, hire a bookkeeper as a bachelor's or master's in accounting from the Philippines. And they're going to make your life so much easier because you don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. And one thing I want to bring to people's attention, and it's probably not really PC to say out loud, but I know most people are thinking it because we've all called that call center where it's, you know, rude people, broken English, whatever. Sarah, one of the things that you did that I absolutely loved was the video resumes. And truth be told, Sarah's the only one I even watched. I like started playing the other one, but then I just, my brain took me back to Sarah. 
And I know that probably made you a little bit uncomfortable because I just dove in head first. And I'm like, I love her. She's the one. Something about her. I just knew um, that she's the one. And funny, really quick side story. She told me later on, she actually screenshotted it to me. So I was talking about my, you know, she and I talk a lot. And I was telling her about the podcast. And when I was doing the podcast intro and it took me 38 tries to get the like 60 second, you know, initial teaser. Um, and she sent me a screenshot of her phone with all of the takes she did whenever she was making that video resume of how many tries she did before she finally was just like, forget it. Let me just send this one. Um, so I just thought that was really funny because I'm like, oh, okay. So you feel my pain. Um, and her, her video resume turned out perfect. And I just, you know, fell in love with it. But that's one thing that I love because you not only can hear her, she speaks better English than most Americans. I'm just saying she picks up on the, there's certain slang words and stuff that I think maybe she won't pick up on that she automatically gets. Um, she's very well-spoken. She's very polite. I don't, I don't ever worry about, you know, anyone's experience with her. And, you know, most of the people that come in say something about, even if it's just their text message, cause she texts, she calls, she emails, she communicates with people all sorts of ways. Um, but even if it's via text message, they, most people that come in for interviews will tell me how great she did. And, um, you know, one guy came in one day and he said, yeah, I told her three times that I wasn't interested. And she kept telling me that I needed to come talk to you. And he's like, so I'm here. And, um, he 98% sure that he did get hired. I'm trying to remember who exactly that was. I remember the conversation, but because she was pleasantly persistent, not rude. And, you know, that, that is huge to me because that was one of the things I was worried about, right? I didn't want to be that company that people complained about, you know, talking to somebody that didn't speak English. So, you know, that, that part has been great to me. So that being said, that's where we, or I guess I tried to differentiate. If I was going to do this and I told my wife, if we're doing virtual assistance, I want to make sure we place people that I personally would hire. Like, I, I, if it has anything to do with a spoken role at all, I won't, I do not tolerate thick accents. I, I won't, we don't even consider placing them. And it's not that they're not great people. I mean, we've had some amazing applicants apply. But the reality is, is if you're calling, let, let's say, you know, my internet provider or your electric company, you're already, by the time you speak to someone, you're so livid and angry and frustrated. You press buttons, transfuse you to the wrong departments. Sometimes the, the mic setting is so sensitive. You're having to like sit in a like soundproof chamber and hold your breath because it'll be like, oh, what was that? I did not understand. And you, you can't do anything. So you're over here. I know I've done it. I'm like cussing at my phone, wanting to chunk it against the wall because the automated systems that they're starting to build is just sometimes they're garbage. And then on top of that, when, and I've had great result or I've had great interactions with people from India before, but unfortunately that's kind of a big indicator that people get frustrated when you get someone who's transferred to India and you can't understand a word they're saying. Doesn't matter what they're saying, how they're doing. You're just extra frustrated and disappointed because you're expecting to get something resolved and you're having a language barrier with something. Mm -hmm. Like we, 
I don't want that for my customers, like my customers for any of my stores. I don't want it for my clients. And I, I take that approach. Like you, you don't want to have someone placed for your organization where you're trying to represent the best employee benefits. And you're over here sounding like you're hiring and they're talking to someone who's never spent a day in America, let alone mm-hmm. they barely speak English. Like it's just frustrating. So we, when we started placing at a, a higher rate of pay than you can find on average, because again, people can go to Upwork and Fiverr and they can find someone to do these jobs for them. Um, yeah. But you're not always going to guarantee their ability. They're not pre-vetted. And so you could hire someone and end up going through five or six VAs, um, unfortunately. And that becomes an expensive experiment. And that's what hurts a lot of people is they'll hire someone. They think they got a good fit. They spend two months training them and then they up and disappear because they're paying someone three bucks an hour off a fiver. And the next thing they know, it's like, hey, either I have another client or they're just not working out because they haven't been given enough tools to succeed Mm -hmm. Um, or their English is just harsh and it creates a disconnect between the client and the customer. Um, I sent you an image on Facebook Messenger. I'm not sure if you saw that. Um, Um, I didn't. I turned my phone off. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's an income like distribution and thresholds of like the Philippines. So poor in the Philippines is they, which is they make less than 11,690 pesos per month. So that's less than probably $250. My, my math's probably a little off, but $250 or less a month. There's over 17 million, almost 18 million in the Philippines that do that. Then the low income, which is between that 11 to a little over 23,000, which again is about 250 to may a little less than a little more than $400 like over 40 million people are barely making that um the wage that I recommended which is the thousand dollars a month depending on the exchange rate puts Mm -hmm. them at about 50,000 pesos a month that puts them in a middle the middle middle class for a family of five um, they're four to seven times the poverty level um, that immediately elevates them to a position where they become a little more comfortable in life, a little more secure, and they're going to stay with employers a lot longer when they know that they're not having to worry as much about putting food on the table because they have an amazing opportunity. So, again, and I'll tell all your listeners, you, you can go and find your own virtual assistants for a lot cheaper. Um, I've unfortunately had a client who only wanted to pay him $400. Um, and I could not place the people I wanted with this client um, because those who are worth the $1,000 a month, I don't want them and I don't want to place them with a client that only pays what they can make locally. So we tend to, unfortunately, we've placed 
some people who are still okay at communicating, but they don't have as much experience. Mm-hmm. And it it cost him. I mean, he he definitely had some training. I mean, he's kept them for several, several months. That now they've been with him almost a year and he's slowly increased their pay some. But it definitely limits the quality of applicants that you can get. Just like you know, I've heard Ryan Stuman say it. I mean, we were listening to Bobby Castro, Ed Milet. I, I saw a clip with um, Grant Cardone. If you want someone to care about your organization and be with you, you have to pay them well. Mm-hmm. Um, you pay your employees well, and they're going to care about the company because they know they're being treated well. Um, and unfortunately for me to have employees at my store or anything like that, we're looking $20, $25 an hour because of inflation and everything like that. Or we can get it with a virtual assistant for a third that cost. Um, yeah, it's it, the, the reason I wanted to have you on is because I, I had no idea any of this. I did, This was all brand new to me, you know, that first day that we talked. But well, we are running a little bit over on time, so I won't keep you much longer because I know we started late because of me, but I appreciate you being flexible. Um, but where can you know what? Oh, one question. I almost forgot. So just first thought, let your subconscious answer. If you're familiar with Wiley, trust your subconscious. But what does the word benefit mean to you? Benefit would be anything that provides value or an increased value in life. I wanted to say anything that provides a benefit, but I mean, I can't define what is a benefit by using benefit as the definition. You would be the second Uh, person so far to to say that exact same thing. Wait, I can't use benefit to define benefit. (laughs) But I, I guess the easiest way is anything that is added value, increase, whether it's increase in time, increase in quality of life, anything that essentially makes life better, makes work better, makes anything function more efficiently is beneficial. So a benefit to hiring the right VA and stuff like that is you're able to get your time back. If you're stuck sorting emails for three hours a day, that three hours a day, you might have one email in there that makes you money. Otherwise, it's it's a waste of an it's an inefficient use of your time. So if you could pay someone five six dollars an hour to go through all your emails, unsubscribe from spam, and then notify or star, and then um, let you know, hey, the I starred or I flagged six emails. You need to check them out. They look like good leads or good clients, good information that's going to make you money. Then those three hours you just saved by paying someone 15 bucks is now offset by potentially landing a client. Yeah. And you were able to do something else during those three hours to possibly make you more money. So everything in the business world and benefits world is what can you do to either provide more value to yourself, your employees, or your company? So yeah. a benefit of a virtual assistant is it's benefiting financially because you do not have to, you, you lessen your tax liability because they're treated as a 1099 or as a business expense. You're not having to pay payroll taxes. You're not having to worry about health insurance or any other additional benefits for 
a, a traditional employee would occur for that person. You then save because you're not having to have the office space, the use of that. Um, you free up potential time. So if you're, you know, a busy entrepreneur, take a uh, construction worker. They're going to work 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week building a house. And they still probably have 20 to 40 hours that week of all the paperwork that they got to process, file, invoice, document, not only for their customers, but for the IRS and the state. Like that's, that's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. But if you, a benefit to you is you outsource that to someone, you're taking that off so you can do the things that make you more money. Yeah. And that's, you know, I love that. And that has kind of changed my, I wouldn't be able to do this or write a book if Sarah hadn't freed so much of my time and um, all of those things. So, well, Oh, on last- book writing, by the way. So on book writing, I do have a couple virtual assistants who have been blog writers for over five years. And I have another one that they are with um, uh, author publishers. So they actually help entrepreneurs ghostwrite their books. So that being said, if you are busy, go around with, you know, a voice memo, make your whole book into voice memos, send that over to a virtual assistant and have them type it out, have them type it, read it. Then you literally can have a VA ghostwrite your entire book off of your audio transcriptions. And then you just make some edits. Very cool. Yeah. I, um, I think you, maybe it's you and I, I've talked to somebody about that in the past, but well, we are a little bit over on time. So I just want last thing. And, um, I think you put it in your calendar link as well. Whenever you did that, but what is the best way for people to find you? So the best way to get a hold of us right now is going to be executiveva.live. Okay. That being said, we just purchased the domain. It was a, an expensive purchase, but we should be bringing executiveva.com uh, live here soon. So perfect. We'll have a .com. You can also find us on Facebook, Executive VA. Um, our logos up there, um, and we'll take care of you. If you're looking to get a virtual assistant, um, we have multiple options, whether it be a one-time placement, like I did for Lori here, where you just pay an initial fee and then you pay the virtual assistant directly. And then we have a couple other services where if you're busy and you don't have time for it, we'll take care of the payroll for you. Um, it tends to be a little more pricey when we do that, but Um, We'll take care of that for you. And then we have an ultimate package as well, where we pretty much make sure everything's done for you. We're getting your full-time VA. We're getting you a social media VA that's going to just do basic postings. Um, We're managing your Google page, getting that up and running. And then we're also have our virtual assistants with us that'll create you a custom phone sites. um, So you can have lead generation as well. So there's a lot of options out there that we can do with a lot of different businesses. Um, so if you're interested, definitely reach out to myself or anyone at my team, whether it's Adam Miller, or Bethany Bear, Kimberly Miller, um, and we'll all take care of you and help get you the, the best virtual assistant that you can have. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that it gets, um, your links get dropped in the description too. But thank you so much, Corey. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you were crazy busy with multiple businesses. So Thank you so much. And hopefully this has helped some of the listeners and, you know, kind of the, the pros and cons of having a VA. 
But I appreciate Absolutely. you. And I, appreciate I will you too. hopefully have you on again soon. Yes, let's do that. I'll, I'll send you my phone sites as well. That way you can Perfect. include that in the link for any listeners. And that'll help offset the transition that we're doing from um, the two domains. Perfect. So yeah. I really appreciate the time about this. Um, I'll have to bring you on uh, to our podcast at some point. Uh, I would love to have a conversation with you about employee benefits and um, the perks of um, whether it be for employees or bringing life insurance and casualty insurance to myself as a person, how that benefits me. Um, anyone who's listening, if you haven't talked to Lori yet about um, how her services can take care of you, make sure you hop on with her and follow up. Um, she's an amazing person and she's helped a lot of people. And when life happens and you don't plan on it, she's helped them because she pre pre-planned for it for them. So thank you for all that you do, Miss Lori. Thank you. Thank you for taking care of Sarah. And it's an honor and a privilege that I've been able to help you. um, And I look forward to seeing you continually grow and be successful. All right. I appreciate you so much. And guys, that was not planned. So I'm like over here tearing up a little bit, but um, thank you so much. And I look forward to uh, being on your podcast soon. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of All About the Benefits. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends.